0: One arm drag. Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. <laughs> uh, shut your mouth, a thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole.
1: good afternoon evening morning i don't know why i started with the good because that doesn't really work but hello and welcome to a brand new episode of grapple cast it is i jamie unfortunately don't have taryn with us today as he is with his wife celebrating her big 3 so a big happy birthday to sorel but taryn you let the team down once again
2: Happy birthday, Sorrel, but come on, Taron we, we can't even say what up Boos to you. But, guys, what up Boost? How's it going?
0: No, oh, I'm right, doing happy,
2: bloody brilliant.
1: Like I said, we've just had SummerSlam. We've had probably arguably the biggest moment in wrestling in the last decade recently happened. So everything's looking up, surely.
2: Yeah, and i am actually, I was saying to Joe... And like on the Tuesday after all, I'm like, I am naked from wrestling. I've watched wrestling non stop. Like, literally, that's all I knew. I couldn't even watch my usual Netflix shows, I've been watching that much wrestling. But I'm not complaining. It's a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling. And what a weekend it was.
1: It's uh, quite interesting as well because this is the first time in recent memory that I can remember that SummerSlam was hosted on a Saturday evening. And it was also one of the most watched summer slams
2: so do you think this is something they need to look at in the future to do it on a saturday i hope so i really enjoyed having it on a saturday because usually with us fans in the uk we either have to stay up and book the next day off work or a half day or um yeah or try and catch up with it and not see any spoilers which is impossible with twitter and facebook so having it on the saturday like you can stay up if you wanted to or just go to bed at a normal time i think i was out in the pub and I was actually sat outside in a bar and it had just started. So I was keeping an eye on the results and we were talking about it while we were in the bar. Mm. And it was really, really nice atmosphere. And we got back and it was still on when we got back from town. So it was really nice. And I hope they continue doing it because if ratings are anything to go by, it works really well. Yeah,
1: I know they have announced the next pay-per-view, which is Extreme Rules, which is on a Sunday. But maybe, maybe keep the big four on a Saturday. Who knows? I mean, WrestleMania night one obviously was on a Saturday. They've now put SummerSlam on a Saturday. We'll see what happens with Survivor Series.
2: Yeah, and especially you know, if WWE w- goes to Disney, and never know,
1: they'll have to put it even earlier. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you might as well go into the news then. Um, there has been some nice segues there. Uh, Rumours that WWE are going to sell and it's to the probably arguably the biggest or second biggest company in the world, Disney.
2: I mean oh, only I'm saying Amazon is probably close, but you know. Can I imagine so, Jeff Bezos yeah. like getting involved and putting <laughs> his package in, in in like a full Nelson. <laughs> but Disney yeah, was to deliver
1: them.
2: Yeah, when you said to me earlier about or wherever it was said about Disney earlier, it made me think of back in the day with Impact in the noughties when they had the Universal Studios and the crowd just didn't have a clue what was going on. They were just filtering the crowd through. So I think with Disney it'd be good for the NXT sort of crowd they could have like full sale but in a disney studio so that would work out well and you know there's a, a disney in florida you know they've got wrestling and mostly in florida so it's got its parallels and and disney's buying pretty much everything anyway so I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing but it just reminds me of impact and i don't think they want to be known as a company that's turning into impact
1: yeah but do you think it would just stay at say not full sale but orlando studios or would it still go on tour around all the different arenas? Surely it has to. Otherwise, like you said, it's just going to get stale and not be the WWE that everybody knows.
2: They probably have, like, you know, you turn up to Disney and you can always go see, like, they'll have a certain amount of people, like twelve, fifteen people who just wrestle in the Disneys. And they could be up-and-coming talents and they could have gimmicks and they can make toys of them. And if they get popular, bring them over. Um, so they could even have, like, a fourth show almost, it's just in Disney but and you have special appearances from everybody else, um, but it's a good way of them promoting the merch and Disney are quite smart with that as well, they can it means that they can have the people like the John Cena's and stuff that have done movies they can actually do more movies for Disney, not that he's doing a hundred movies for Disney in Jungles already I,
1: I just love you how you some
0: just some said that Disney <laughs> yeah. You have some more putting Nicky um, Mouse in a Cozy Clutch <laughs> I told I you, Mickey.
1: Them. I told you. I love. I love how you were saying it's the Disney's, like it's the new Indies. So it's like NXT <laughs> Disney. So all these Disney's are the the Disney's instead of the Indies. But um, uh,
2: yeah, that would be yeah. pretty cool. And then you have like Don, like you have WWE Two K Twenty Three, and Donald Duck's like a ex- expansion character, and you can wrestle Donald Duck, and then you've got Goofy coming <laughs> to the ring with you. well it's gonna go into like really
1: late 90s early 2000s wcw because you think about it like disney now own marvel they own star wars they own 20th century studios formerly known as fox you'll have peter griffin showing up you're gonna <laughs> have captain america versus john cena at wrestlemania you could do that mm. darth vader versus the fiend if he ever decided to come back
2: raw celebrity guest robert downey jr
1: alexa bliss in the um, new star e- wars film
0: then on ew did um uh orange cassidy dress up as pickle as wreck from rick and morty yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah on the halloween ones yeah. <laughs> yeah we
1: all know how i feel about rick and morty i haven't watched a new season I, I used i watched the first three it was one of those that i got late into it and some of it is funny but yeah
2: I understand what by. you mean. It's passed me by. But, I mean, Disney, there's so much that you could I want to be positive about it. There's so much they could do with it. I think it was Mike Kyoda said on a podcast, didn't he, that he's heard rumours of Disney. But there's been rumours for ages that they're trying to slim back the roster to potentially sell to somebody. Something's definitely in the pipeline. There's something not right. But Disney, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, but I'm trying to stay positive about it, I think.
1: Yeah. And do you think it could be quite good for WWE to do, like, if, I mean, do you guys have Disney Plus? I don't know.
2: No, so I've got all of the others, have got the Netflix, the Amazons and all of that, but I haven't got Disney Plus yet. So rather than paying for a WWE Network, if that went
1: into Disney Plus alongside Star as well, just like in the United States, it's on Peacock. I mean, I don't know what that's going to happen if it does get bought by Disney. They're going to have to uh, change it over to Disney Plus, but they have this Disney Plus Premier access. Would you start
2: paying like nine ninety nine a month
1: to watch pay-per-views again?
2: Potentially, I think you would pick and choose what pay per views to watch, like you used to. Like you always used to watch the WrestleManias and stuff, and it had to, and that would actually make wrestling better. That you'd have to make it a really good match. Like you look at All Out, and you know CM Punk's facing Darby Allen, and you are going, I really need to watch All Out because that's going to be incredible. It's CM Punk's return. But if you flipped it and you said, "Oh, um, we've got Extreme Rules coming up, and we're going to have Bobby Lashley, and he's going to be facing..." True McIntyre, but it's not for the title. And they're facing each other again for the sixth time this year. You're going to go, you know what? I wouldn't buy that pay-per-view. But if you said to me, Bobby Lashley's facing Brock Lesnar, I'd be like, take my money. So, you know, it might kick WWE up the butt and say, oh, we need to actually start putting on decent matches, new, fresh, original matches, because we're always saying the same thing over and over and over again. And people are just getting bored and flicking over.
0: Hmm.
1: I know there's the thing with WWE, like I said, it's nine ninety nine a month at this moment in time, and you get the whole access, every pay-per-view free as well, whereas AEW charge nineteen ninety nine. Will you guys be buying all out?
2: Um, well, I'm tempted. It's a really good card, and the fact they've got that CM Punk match as well. Um, I probably won't be uh, paying for it because, you know, staying up to watch it, I'm going to be knackered the next day, so I'll probably just catch the highlights the next day. But... It's one of these ones, if I knew that I was off, yeah, 100%, because I think it is going to be one of the shows of the year. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, we've mentioned him briefly, but the worst kept secret in pro (laughs) wrestling finally came at AEW Rampage First Dance in the Chicago. CM Punk kicked off Rampage. I mean... I don't wow. know if you guys watched the whole show, but as soon as it went on air, the CM Punk chant started, and it was like, "Do we keep him for the whole show, or just get it <laughs> out of the way? Otherwise, every match is just going to get drowned out by CM Punk."
2: I think they did the right thing if they if they saved it to the last minute. You wouldn't you would have been saying to him, "You've only got ten minutes," giving him time constraints, and it would have pressured him. But bringing him out, it makes the crowd all happy, and you you've seen the expression. I think we all felt ourselves through that one fan who was crying in the crowd. You know, I wouldn't want to make fun of that guy at all. You can tell that he cares about the product. And we were all feeling the same. We all had the goosebumps. We were all so happy to see him happy and coming out and coming back into the wrestling community. And it was great to see. Um, and, yeah, we watched all of Rampage. I didn't watch the first ever one, but I actually watched this. And, like you said, Mark Henry's really good on the commentary. He's quite he's quite funny. And the show actually flowed really well. I think some of the commentators were trying to talk when CM Punk was on his way down, which I just was like, oh, just shut up. Just let the crowd take it all in. But all in all, great show. Um, And everybody knows what Rampage is now. It drew like, what, 1.1 million for a Friday show at 10 o'clock in American time, which I think it was only second to a show I've never heard of before in the entire of America Mm -hmm. for its demographic. So it just goes to show that all of the eyes are on that product.
1: I think that's one of the best things as well. It's only one hour long rampage, and they do highlight some of the best matches as well. They are important matches, They're not just matches thrown together like main event, for example. It's like your big stars. Like we talked last week, Britt Baker was in the main event. Uh, it kicked off. Um, Young Bucks were on there, weren't they? Is that right? I can't remember now. It was Young um, Bucks, wasn't it, in the tag match?
2: Yeah, I think drastic. You know, it was drastic. Expect versus Express. Private Party, wasn't it?
1: No, I'm talking about last week.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, they were on it last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. So you've already had your big stars on there, and it was Kenny Omega, obviously, versus Christine Cage. I mean, three big matches, and this week we had uh, the kickoff of the tag team tournament, Um, and then you also had Jake Cargill versus someone who she dominated, (laughs) basically. Um, But like I said, you're having these big stars on there. It's not just matches thrown together. And it's actually important that you do want to watch it. So you think you're going to continue watching Rampage on a regular basis?
2: Well, I think so. I said to you guys um, on the weekend, this was the first time ever I've woken up on a Saturday morning. And usually it's straight away put Smackdown on. Like That's the first thing we do. Get up, make myself a coffee, have a shower, put Smackdown on. This time it was wow, I've just seen what's happened. CM Punk's there, and people who don't usually like on my Facebook who don't usually comment on wrestling, like DJs and stuff, are all commenting, Oh my god, CM Punk's back, that was amazing promo! And I had to watch it straight away. I put that on, and then I didn't watch SmackDown till the afternoon. I couldn't be bothered with SmackDown, um, but yeah, yeah um, I, it's one of those things. I think it's uh, it's becoming one of these must see shows that's always gonna have a surprise. Yeah, I, I would
0: just say, like, um, I see a few people who used to, like wrestling back in the day but people have fallen off it and people who i have i've never seen speak about professional wrestling. went oh my god cm punk's back i you now live, i'm 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 gonna watch professional wrestling again and there's people who i know for a fact i haven't watched it for like 10 years at least
1: yeah i know i was in a, my nfl group chat and somebody who doesn't watch wrestling just basically put is this supposed to be, like, big news then, I guess? <laughs> it was like, yes, it is big news. Um But, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about his promo. He said he's back in professional wrestling for the first time Um since he left professional wrestling in 2005. Yeah. And now he's back in professional wrestling, which, I mean, it's controversial, would you say? I mean, he had a WrestleMania match against Undertaker. He's had some of the biggest matches in wrestling, I mean, biggest moment in WWE history. Didn't he have a five star match with John Cena at Money in the Bank?
2: Yeah. Um, I think he just wanted to kind of throw shade on WWE and be like, ha, ah, I'm with the cool company now. I'm not back with a pantomime. Yeah, yeah but, I'm not with a sports entertainment. I'm back in professional yeah. wrestling. But yeah, I agree with you. They treated him very well in WWE. He won nearly every single title that there is to win, I think, by the US title. You know, there's nothing more that they could have done with him, and if he went back to WWE, they would have put him back in main events. He'd have likely have won a Royal Rumble. But I think he's just his bitter source. You know, they handed him um, his resignation on his um, or his papers on his wedding day. Like I think he is still a little bit bitter in regards to certain bits. So I can see why he said it. But also, if you look at it, they actually did treat him quite well in terms of a storyline and title perspective.
1: Yeah it's definitely going to be exciting times obviously called out darby allen and as you alluded to earlier and it's been made official now darby allen versus cm punk at AEW all out uh, in september so it's going to be exciting times for them and you talk about long time storytelling ice cream bars every person in chicago got an ice cream bar
2: Yeah, boy, that's not a question in the quiz at all. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That was such Uh, a cool thing, though. I've seen it on Twitter, like people taking pictures with their ice cream bars. It's one of these things you couldn't take home and sell on eBay because it would have melted by the time you got home. But it's a nice touch. And um, they posted, the company who made them posted the thing to show, it was actually him that paid for it. Like Phil Brooks actually paid for all of it. So it was a nice touch. And the fans just seem really happy that he's back. Especially, you know, the crying guy. The crying guy's been offered um tickets to like the next like mm-hmm. Bound for Glory pay per view. Like AEW are offering him tickets and he's basically turning it down going, No, I'm just a fan. You know, I just love this stuff.
1: Yeah. I think they were trying to give him like a CM Punk meet and greet and stuff, weren't they? And all yeah. of that kind of thing. But it's nice that he said that. I mean, there's been so much stuff over the last year of like, oh, um, yeah, that German girl crying at the um at the Euros <laughs> and then she some guy set up a, a GoFundMe page and stuff like that, it's just
2: but I mean he turned it down I mean, It's just nice that they're nice people out there, I mean for the amount of trolls that you have out there and you see it on Instagram like uh, I say a diva, a women's wrestler posts a picture and all of a sudden they're in the comments saying horrible things about him and their personal life, I've seen things with Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, and all of them and they seem like really lovely people and then you look at but oh, they they are really lovely people. You can tell, and then you see their comments underneath, and people are just being trolls and horrible. So it's nice to see the other way around that people are upset instead of trolling these people that are upset. People are actually, there are nice people out there raising money and saying, "We see, we we feel you, we understand, and we feel the same way," um, and encouraging because you know it's, emotion, emotion is a good thing. Showing emotion for that, you know, and it's like seeing Manchester United win the Champions League. It would get me teared up.
1: Yeah, well, you guess going to still have to wait a little bit longer for that, I'm sure.
2: Quite a while, I think.
1: I've waited 30 years for the Premier, all right. I'm sure you can wait a little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you guys watched Dynamite yet? From no, I've got it, I've got it taped. Um, it's going to be recording tomorrow, but I've seen the results. I've seen um, half of the CM Punk promo where he's in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Um, it looks pretty decent.
1: Yeah, just to um, reference, obviously, during his promo with Tony Schiavone, um, a yes chant decided to break out, and CM Punk basically said, that's not my schmuck, Um, you're going to have to be a little bit more patient. Basically referencing (laughs) Brian Danielson's appearance in AEW, which I assume is probably going to be an all-out, I don't know maybe back in Chicago. I'm not sure when it would happen, but it basically confirms Daniel Bryan is all the elite.
2: I think you, you were we were talking about it like a month ago, and I was like, oh, no, Daniel Bryan's got to go back to WWE. He's got to do this. He's going to NXT. Now, with all of these releases and how sour it is and how stale WWE has been lately, yeah, pop him on EW. You'd have some amazing matches with some amazing people, um, and it'd be, again, something exciting to watch on that show. Um, I'm all for it. I think it'd be great. And it'll be getting the internet version. I mean, Punk was trending for what, like a week straight.
1: Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, people that haven't watched wrestling in 10 years are talking about it. or so people that not even watch wrestling. were talking about it. That's how big that moment was in professional wrestling. But let me lay this on for you. Kenny Omega defeats Christine Cage at all out. And then all of a sudden the Rider of the Valkyries hit and Daniel Bryan comes out face to face with Kenny
2: Omega, would that would that be bigger than CM Punk? Um, I think it'd be on par with CM Punk. I don't think it'd be bigger, but I know we've got Hangman Page going next for the belt. Um, I don't know when they'll be doing that. But yeah, to make a massive impact, someone like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson going out and getting in the face of Kenny Omega, that's a match all of us have wanted to see on national television for ages. So. I think it will have the buzz, but I think it'll be on par. I don't think it'll have the crowd reaction that the Punk thing is. I don't think I've ever heard a fan reaction like that ever. No,
1: I no, think that's I'm definitely. I think that's something we're going to have to look at at some point. Thinking of the biggest fan pops that we've ever heard. There's only <laughs> yeah. two that I can think of that come close. Seeing Punk at Money in the Bank, obviously in Chicago, and Triple H Madison Square Garden
2: return. Probably and, two of the um, biggest pops in history. Rock Hogan as well. Yeah, but oh, I yeah, think be hard
1: that'd be something we're going to have to look at, sure, in uh, some time. But AEW is looking bright for the future, so I'm yeah, sure we- we're going to be talking about it a lot more in the future. But there is one more thing from last night, and that is Chris Jericho has announced that he will face MJF at All Out, and if he loses, he will quit and basically never wrestle in AEW again ever again he didn't do that <laughs> unfortunately but so what do you think is Jericho finally going to get his dub against MJF or is he going to decide to take up commentary full time
0: what do you reckon Joe I mean he's going on a tour soon with Fozzie I mean I don't know how long left he's got in him I mean no offence to Jericho you know I I, I couldn't be, be a wrestler be a sister, but you know his body doesn't look the best. You know, He's, he's, his work isn't necessarily the best. You know, that match against uh, Hoover to Aguero a couple of weeks ago was awful. Well, no offence to Chris Jericho or Ruby, but it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if he went full-time commentary, that, that wouldn't really harm him at all. I mean, I can't see him going on for much longer, to be honest with you. So I'm just going to say Chris Jericho is going to lose to MJF.
2: It reminds me of very similar to when Angle was doing his retirement tour and he was wrestling Chad Gable and he was facing all these people he wrestled in the past Like he was trying to have like marquee matches. So like the Neighbours of Jericho was very similar. Like Who do you want to wrestle on the way out? And if you said to me, right, who's your dream match for Chris Jericho to have now? You're like, um, I don't know, Kenny Omega maybe, Sammy Callahan if they brought him in. There isn't many people left for him to face. Um, so putting him on commentary might be a good idea and he, you know he's coming up 50 now or he is actually 50 you know he's getting a bit old he's still wrestling really well but he is getting blown up quite a bit so I think there is that avenue for him but with MJF winning the three last matches I can't see him winning the fourth I think they need to break it because it's one of the cases where we've seen it too much now
1: yeah
0: I mean he can did do the... like I I retired Chris Jericho can you imagine the promo like at oh, I not I can hear it now it it would
1: be great. Uh, like I said, I know it's never going to happen, but he said, I would never wrestle in AEW again. I mean, you think he's going to move over to WWE? I very much doubt it, but, you know. I
2: think uh, eventually, I, eventually he will go over there because he's got Hall of Fame. He's very well respected. Vince loves him. So I think he will go back to WWE eventually, but I don't think it's going to be any time soon. No.
1: Okay, so um, the last piece of news that I managed to see was did anybody see the UFC star Alistair Overeem? No. No? Well, basically, Alistair Overeem was talking about WWE and Brock Lesnar, and he said that WWE, about WWE, he said, it's fake, it's (laughs) lame, it's stupid, and it's gay. (laughs) <laughs> so quite homophobic slurs there by Alistair Overy. Um saying that. I mean, obviously don't don't condone using that kind of slang, but I mean half of the stuff that he was saying is, is right. The reader be at the moment is lame. Obviously it's fake, it's scripted. And I wouldn't say maybe part of the storylines are stupid, I mean have
2: you seen what they've been doing recently? I don't know, but wrestling's yeah not, Wrestling's not fake, you're fake. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
1: That that was one that Kind of like Just came out of nowhere After SummerSlam I was just reading Through the news And it just came up Alistair Rovereem Says wrestling is gay
2: I think Some people just want to Try and stay relevant They can see SummerSlam Is trending CM Punk's trending And some yeah. people Who I've never heard of before Want to try and get Their five pence in And try and be relevant I think There was that rapper Who was messaging Randy Orton a few months ago Saying he was going to fight him And he was like Five foot tall And like £100 and you say he's going to beat up Randy Orton I think some people just do it because they want the media attention and the retweets. but it's just one of those things, I've never heard of this guy before, he's probably very popular in the UFC world but everyone's always saying that wrestling's fake and crap but that's their opinion at the end of the day they're entitled to it but why don't they just keep in their lane and keep to doing what they're doing
1: Yeah, just um, a bit of background about Alistair Overeem, he's Dutch and he's the one who actually beat Brock Lesnar in the UFC as well Ah, okay Fair so, there you go, but I mean we'll move on to the main event now. We will talk about SummerSlam and everything that happened with SummerSlam. But before we do, there was another event. Like you said, there was there was three nights of wrestling basically because Raw wasn't wrestling. You have <laughs> aw Rampage, SummerSlam, and NXT. Yeah, I we... was away in London. Um, so I haven't watched NXT. But, I mean, if you guys want to talk
0: about NXT, how was it? It was actually a pretty, pretty decent show, to be fair. What did you think, Dan?
2: Yeah, I thought, in general, it was decent. Uh, the show itself really flowed well. There was some really, really, really good matches on there. Uh, off and Walter stole the show. Uh, he ended up beating uh, yeah, Walter absolutely. by, um, what was it, submission? Or Yeah, I think it was submission or, or made him pass out. That was a match of the night. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a five-star match again. Uh, But all in all, it was a great show. I think the Karrion Cross match, the fans were against him the entire way through. You could kind of see that um, Samoa Joe was going to pick up the title. But what got me was when they had Adam Cole lose to Kyle O'Reilly. The crowd were just chanting profanities at the end of that. And it was quite a quick win. Everyone was just thinking that that three two out of three fours match was going to go like an hour and i think it went like 20 minutes the crowd were literally like crapping on it all at the end of it um but following up from that wwe have released a tweet i think it was yesterday saying that they've got a um a toy action figure drop dropping today and they said that johnny Gorgano and uh, adam cole are going to be the two people that are presenting it on their channel um i know they've said that Adam Cole's not a free agent until Friday but I still think it's a bit strange that they're saying that potentially he's leaving the company but the day before he's helping promote a new action figure age. it's just a bit weird
1: Yeah it doesn't really make sense but maybe they're just trying to get him so much publicity that he'll stay and maybe persuade him but
2: There's loads of rumours that Nakamura's been posting cryptic tweets. I'd love to see him turn up, open challenge, beat Nakamura for the IC title. If you want to get viewers on SmackDown and you want to get more people talking about WWE than AEW, have Adam Cole turn up on SmackDown and win the Intercontinental title. Because unless you have a big debut like a Daniel Bryan, everyone's going to be talking about Adam Cole winning the Intercontinental title. That's what they're going to be talking about all weekend if they do that. And I think you look at SmackDown this week, you've got the fallout from Brock Lesnar, which I know we're going to go into in a bit. We've got Becky Lynch, the fallout of that, and if you have Adam Cole on there as well. That, that to me, if you said that these three things are happening on SmackDown, that makes that musty. Yeah,
0: definitely, I
1: agree. Yeah. So, is there any matches that stand out then from NXT? Or, you say, match of the night, Walter? Walter, That's really a drag all, the,
2: all day long, uh, match of the, the
0: night. The million-dollar title match was quite funny, because they had, like, Ellie, like, this is Cameron Grimes is just silly more than anything,
2: but it was quite a fun It match. was a good opening match, though, wasn't it? And they had Ted DiBiase getting involved, distracting the ref by throwing the belt into the ring and then putting um, him in the million-dollar dream or the million-dollar uh, clutch, whatever they want to call it. It was it was a decent match They got the crowd involved. And I've been invested in that storyline for the past few months. I'm glad they managed to get an end to it. And on uh, NXT this week, they kind of moved on from that storyline now um, where Cameron Grimes went to hand back the million-dollar title and... Ted He said, no, you can keep that one, son. It's a replica anyway. And then he laughs and gets in the car. So he's kind of like trying to retire the million dollar title. It was just for a gimmick. So they're kind of moving on to bigger and better things, which is a good thing. Yeah. Okay, well, NXT, worth a watch for anyone that hasn't watched it so far? Yeah, definitely worth a watch. And um, NXT this week as well, they've started to transition a lot more newer talent coming through. So a lot more new names that you haven't heard of. And that's what NXT used to be like after a takeover. They start to promote some of the newer names that you've not heard of. So if they carry on doing that, you know, there's a, like Carmelo Hayes is coming up. You've got um, Mandy Rose bringing in um, a couple like Gigi Dolan. And uh, there's this other lady that she's bringing in. They've got loads of new people coming in and seeing surprises each and every week. So it's actually becoming a little bit more entertaining to watch, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah. Okay, well. Let's talk about the Summer Slam, the Summer Fest, <laughs> so to speak. One of the so,
2: commentators actually, uh, one of the backstage uh, interviewers actually called it the Summer Slam. All I could hear was I was in the kitchen making a cup of tea, and Joe just started laughing hysterically. I'm like, "Joe, what are you laughing at her?" She just called it the Summer Slam, the Summer Slam. I'm like, "Joe, laughing?" He's like, "No, listen, ruined it. it. She's so awkward."
1: Yeah, because we randomly had celebrities doing the backstage promos. Yeah, Mario Lopez, obviously yeah. famed for Save by the Bell, and I can't remember who the um, the woman was, but. Tiffany Haddish. Like, Tiffany Haddish, that's the one, yeah. Um, she's an actor in some random films like Girls' Night and stuff that I can think of off the top of my head. But yeah, it's like, you're in Vegas, like, why are you having all these celebrities here? Like, I don't understand if it was LA or anything. But...
2: Mario Lopez he was really good. Like he said the WWF and you can tell, like you could tell Vince was there cringing when he said it. Um, but he was really good and he was like fist bumping riddle and they're having a good bit of fun. But, uh, Tiffany Haydish was really awkward. I think she called the U S title, the national championship as well. <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on your wow. national championship wow. win. It's like, sorry, what?
1: Well, but I mean, we'll, we'll go into the matches. We'll start off with the match that wasn't in the prediction league. Uh, which was the kickoff show. Anybody watch the kickoff show? No? Okay. No. <laughs> it was Baron Corbin versus Big E, and Big E basically dominated Baron Corbin and finally got his Money in the Bank briefcase back. It was alright. Like I said, I, I, I only briefly watched it. Um Obviously, I was in London all weekend, so I managed to go to a sports bar um, with Hooked on Wrestling and watch it uh, in an event there. Highly recommend it. It's Great wings, great event, uh, <laughs> well put on. So
2: maybe do it in the future if I don't want to stay at home and eat a kebab. So, both both sound absolutely great. Wings in a pub, uh, kebab at home, they both sound great. Exactly.
1: So we'll start off with, I mean, the first match that I've got on here, we all rightly predicted uh, RK Bro would win the titles against bro. AJ and Omos.
2: Bro, <laughs> Randy. Oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm really invested. It's great on Raw. He gave him a scooter to celebrate, and then Randy kept it folded up and started beating Omos with it. This storyline's really good. I know it's panto. It's a bit of fun, but it's just a good laugh. It, How long funny? are you going to take for Randy to like smack him? One every week, but you still you used to my friend Randy, and he's just going to come back. You know, you just it's, you just keep smacking him, and he keeps coming back.
1: It's funny you say that. I think um, I've got some of the notes that Taryn gave me on his views as well. And uh, he thinks that Omos will be in the next round of mass releases.
2: <laughs> what does Taron know?
1: I know that's why he's <laughs> part of the Prediction League. Um, no,
2: he's going to be the next WWE champion. He's going to win King of the Ring. He's going to be a champion. You know, he, can cut, he, he can't have? even get a promo blessing. <laughs> going back to the big guys. But... Um, <laughs>
1: Next up, we had Eva Marie and Alexa
0: Bliss. Ugh. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah, it was just Uh, a load of rubbish. uh,
2: It was was a load of rubbish. I think we all knew it was going to be a load of rubbish. But the best bit was when Dewdrop at the end, when this is your loser, Eva Marie, and then she puts on her jacket, starts spinning around in circles, and then walks off like that's supposed to be the end of that storyline. It was just all a bit flat. and you, But you know what? We've kind of moved on from it on Raw. We've got Dewdrop and Eva Marie in a little bit of a feud, and they've got a match next week. And we've got Alexa Bliss going after Charlotte for the title. And like you said, Extreme Rules, who are going after it at the title, works a little bit well. So I'm glad we just get to move on from the shenanigans.
1: Exactly. So the less said about that, the best. But I will say, Taryn said Eva Marie and Dan said Eva Marie, would win that match. Joe and myself both said Alexa. So there you go. Wow. Next up, Drew and Jinder. I mean, most pointless match ever, again. But yeah, it had to happen. Is this feud ended now? If you've watched more, are they still going?
2: Um, I think it, yeah, it's kind of ended now, I think. Yeah, they've. Um, they had Drew McIntyre came out to the aid of um, Damien Priest. And he's, um, I think he's feuding with Sheamus again now. So, yeah, they've kind of moved on. Don't don't think we saw anything agenda, Jinder. Um, but, yeah, the match, I think they, they wanted to have the match because it was a big blow-off. They've got uh, a big amount of history, but it under-delivered. Nobody really cared. Everybody looked bored. Yeah, it's I agree with you. Match. Yeah, it was just a mid-card match. No one really cared about it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of those that I just kind of was watching and going, just hope it's not that long and luckily it wasn't so we're fine
2: but it was like three or four minutes wasn't it
1: it was quite a long show i mean i mean when like i said because i went to go watch it in a london pub it said the event was on till 4 a.m and then that's basically it go on the WWE network it says it's going to finish at half four the event actually finished just after five (laughs) so it was quite a long show and like i said there was quite a lot of um big matches um in there and I think most most titles were on the line and quite a few title changes. Like so We've already had the Raw Tag title change. And then the US title, Sheamus versus Damian Priest. And again, this this was a mixed bag between, it wasn't a mixed bag. It was just Taryn said Sheamus. We all said Priest. <laughs> what does <laughs> Taryn know?
2: What, what does he know? Taryn, <laughs> if you're listening, what do you know, man? What do you know?
1: He calls himself
2: the host of the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't even know what
1: yeah. is going on.
0: It wasn't quite a hard-hitting match, but you know, I really enjoyed it. But as I said on last week's prediction show, I couldn't see anybody other than Priest winning. So it was predictable, but it was an enjoyable match.
2: Yeah, and he's transitioning with the belt now, although he challenged Bobby Lashley and said, you're talking rubbish, I want to face you. So the champion-champion match to start off raw this week. But he looks good as a champion and I think seeing a, a, a new heel come through and face him, yeah, it works out well. I think there's so many people you could think who could challenge him for that title. And it's just nice to see it on somebody a little bit different. So I was, I was well welcoming for the title change, to be fair.
1: Yeah. And we'll see hopefully there's going to be big things to come from him uh, in the future. Uh, Taron doesn't think so. And I think, what was it that Tarrant said about Damien Priest? Um, He says it's pointless because they will do nothing with him and he'll have dropped it by Survivor Series.
2: We're going to hold into that.
1: Just like his score, which is the lowest scoring of them all, shall we say. (laughs) (laughs) So the next match I have on here, I mean, can we just talk about this entrance? Just for a moment, because I think it's still SummerSlam. Uh, we were talking about it last week. Obviously, it's Edge Rollins. Just, just to say, there you go.
2: <laughs> I we we're,
1: talk- <laughs> were talking about last week of how dark and
0: brooding
1: to use the term there, Edge has become, and he had that bloodbath with Seth Rollins. But did anybody
2: <laughs> expect man. that entrance? I didn't expect it, but I tell you what, it was welcoming it was really good. You had this altar bridge coming out and you had the altar bridge theme as well. (coughs) Sorry, pardon me. But the sunglasses, apparently they're the original brood sunglasses that he wore to the ring as well. So it's good that he was playing homage to it. Um, And we were out for a drive on the Saturday or the Sunday and I played it in the car as well. It's just such a good theme music. It was great to hear and I think it got the crowd pumped for the match. And I would say it was probably the match of the night for SummerSlam as well. Yeah, it was wicked. Yeah, def-
1: i I'd I say that as well. It was definitely the match of the night. Um, they do put on solid matches, which is why they have been feuding for so long. And it was a great match. And that whole place that I was in erupted as soon as it started going, <laughs> and just started all red and everything. It was just, it was a great experience. But, um, so, Taryn went for Rollins. Of course she did. Joe went with Rollins. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan and I went for the edge himself. No Bono, unfortunately, but...
2: He was there in the background. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe he was performing the, the theme for the Beru, do you know? Can you imagine?
1: So we'll move on to the other tag team match. Um, I think most of us... Uh, We're going to say that they were going to split up. We all went for the Usos, much like we all went for Bro, but there wasn't a split up. I don't exactly understand what's going to happen with this storyline. We all said the Usos. It was pretty obvious in the build up. We're thinking they were going to finally have this turn. Dominic's going to turn, but it didn't happen. Is there an end point to this?
2: Maybe WrestleMania. I think maybe they're going to keep stretching it out and Mm -hmm. trying to learn from each other and they go off and try to do singles. There's King of the Ring. Because I'm looking at Rey Mysterio's gear at the moment and he's got like um, an R with a crown on top of it. So, I'm thinking with King of the Ring coming back in two months, maybe there's something that happens with King of the Ring and uh, Crown Jewel as well. But it feels like they, you know, at WWE are like, they haven't really got very good creative at the moment. Everybody wants to see the split. But if they kind of do the split around about the Rumble, you know, you've got um, Dominic eliminating Ray from the Rumble, and then all of a sudden it implodes, you know, very similar to uh, like Elimination Chamber where Sasha beats up Bailey or vice versa. I can see it stretching all that way. And they haven't really got anything else. Like if they kind of blow it off and they finish it by Survivor Series, what else is really there to do? Because you're putting The Undertaker in the Hall of Fame this year. You know, Rey Mysterio is going to be in the Hall of Fame. But if he's going towards his retirement in a couple of years' time, it would make more sense then. So really, they might as well stretch it out because I don't think they'd have much else for them after the actual storyline. Yeah. I, yeah,
0: I agree. It's the amount time before Rey Mysterio retires and Dominic... You know, Dominic's up and coming. There's only so many years that Raimondo's got left in his career, unfortunately. You know, and we all can see coming that Dominic's going to turn on him eventually. So, as Dad said, like, you could probably hold off on it for a little bit, but it is going to happen at some point.
1: I'm going to throw a, a scenario out for you. See if you like it, disagree with me, whatever you like. WrestleMania, Dominic versus Ray in uh, basically like it a career match. If Ray loses, he has to retire and give up his mask and then Dominic takes his mask and wears it as a heel, basically, disrespecting the kind of Rey Mysterio legacy.
2: What what do you think of that? I would love that idea. Like kind of like oh, a not wicked,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, like a super villain kind of thing. And he's just wearing the mask ironically. Um, but really, he's ca- if you look at it, really, he's carrying on his dad's legacy, and it's his dad passing on the torch. If you look at it, that's what it is. But him becoming like a super villain would be good because at the moment he's just vanilla. There's not really much to him. Like if you took, a- if you if I didn't tell you he was Rey Mysterio's son, you'd be like, okay, well, what is he? He doesn't really do many high flying flips. He's not really good as a promo. He's not really like jacked up. He's just kind of there. But if you give him like a persona where he's just a cocky heel, like do not know who my dad is. You know, he's already come into the ring with all this Gucci and Versace. Yeah, like, I've been born in money. I've been brought up with wealth and all of this rubbish. Yeah, put on, like, a heel mask with him as well. Be, be brill, I'd be well up for that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: but realistically... Yeah. I, go, on. go on,
0: Joe. I was going to say, i point point with the, uh, Ligaro Del Fantasma on NXT, personally.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, realistically, what realistically, what I think is going to happen, very similar... It'll be maybe something like a WrestleMania match and he'll lose and then Rey Mysterio and Dominic will be crying in the ring and he'll take off <laughs> his mask and give it him then. I think Dominic has to wear the mask, for me anyway, but I think that's going to be more of a face one if he cries in the ring and basically takes off his mask for this first time in WWE and give it to Dominic and waves goodbye forever, Rey. Maybe that'll happen, don't know. But one of the other we want to go for the heel turn with Dominic and wear it, basically, because he beat his dad and took over his legacy. <laughs> that would be decent. I should be a riot. Just saying. I
2: should be a riot for WWE. Well, you, you could
1: be. I could be. Uh, the next match is the Raw Women's Championship. You and won. it was the only one none of us got right. The triple threat match between Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, and woo Charlotte Flair. <laughs> woo. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go the woo, but I decided not to and now I've done
2: it. Um, it's good that they've given her the belt. I just hope that they don't drop it off her within two weeks like they always do. I hope she actually has a really good long title run. You know, we can have Becky versus um, Charlotte at Survivor Series and she actually has a really decent run with it for a change. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with her winning it. It's
0: really good. Sorry. I said the promo role
2: was really good. Yeah, the promo on role was really good. It's just nice to see her actually being a cool heel. I'm glad they've taken off Nikki Ash because she was just starting to bore me to be honest. It's you know, it's nice that she's got a new character and it's getting over with some people, but it was getting a bit vanilla again.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean the way Charlotte's um
2: do, do you think they've only put the title on her so she doesn't jump shit? No, I don't think there's any point. There's only reason for a jump ship. I think WWE made Charlotte Flair. And yeah, she could go to AAA, she could go to AEW, and she would be quite good there. But I think she's going to be WWE through and through. I can't see her going anywhere anytime soon because she she knows where the bread's buttered, you know? Yeah. And
1: I just want to quickly say, during this point, I'm pretty sure Dan, Joe and Taryn all said, Becky Lynch would come out after this match.
2: <laughs> well we got it right that she'd come out of SummerSlam, but not this No, match. no, 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 no. Who said,
1: who said she will come out on SmackDown?
2: None of us, to be it fair.
1: It was me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> check this out. Everyone thinks she's going to come on Raw, but she's going to come out on SmackDown. It makes sense. As I argued, Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. They've just had a kid. Why not have them both on the same brand? Bailey's out injured. Banks is God knows where. Let's put Becky Lynch on SmackDown to be the top, whatever she's going to be, because apparently there's rumours now that she's going to be the top heel on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Are people going to boo Becky Lynch?
2: She's going to be one of these no, cool heels, but apparently not. Becky Lynch requested the heel turn. So everyone's like perplexed, like, why are you doing that? Makes no sense. The crowd lever. Apparently she's requested it, so she could come out and just cut a scathing promo. We're like, okay, she's like a Roman Reigns heel. She's just a cool heel.
1: Yeah. But shall we talk briefly about the match? Because, like you said, it was a kind of whole, oh, Banks isn't here, Bianca wins by default. But
0: then, whoa! Sorry, there's no Sasha Sasha Banks. Here's Cartman instead. And everyone's like, what? And even, like, uh, I said to Dad when I was watching, like, uh, you could see the look on Bianca Bella's face, like, what the s is going on? Like, she's like, what? What's going on? And then she just comes out and then Carmela's uh, there, and then Becky Lynch comes out, attacks Carmela and went, yeah, I'm facing you now. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is happening. This is actually happening. And
2: she hardly beat up Carmela at all. Like, she threw her into the steps and she hardly took a bump. And then she just sat outside going, oh, okay. I guess you are taking my shot. It would have made more sense to make it a triple threat and have a roll-up within two minutes. At least it would have made a little bit more sense. But I think it's the case that you've got Becky Lynch coming back after like over a year of not being in the ring. She can't have too long of a match. So I think it kind of worked in that way, but I would have rather it go, Sasha Banks is unable to compete and then all of a sudden her music hits, everyone goes nuts and they just go into the match there and then. And even if it's a squash, fair enough, but having the Carmella element in it, it just didn't work. Seen as... She beat Carmella and Selena Vega back-to-back on SmackDown. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Sasha's not here. So you're facing her again?
1: I think it was a kind of... You're going to think it's Becky Lynch and then just make it put down. And you're like, for God's sake, it's Carmella. This is going to be crap. This is going to be bullshit. And then all of a sudden it hits and everybody goes mental because just expecting to see this match again. I could understand it maybe from that way. But do you think because of the way that match went... It just completely disrespects Bianca Belair, everything that she did at WrestleMania, just getting
2: completely squashed by Becky Lynch. I think it's the same thing as a Kofi Kingston thing, when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston in like 18 seconds. But Kofi Kingston's still one of the most beloved WWE superstars. He's been given WWE Championship matches since. I think it's along the same sort of calibre that they still have a lot of stock in Bianca Belair. But I think when they've seen that, on rampage CM Punk's come back and they've got all they need to have like big names return and make a big impact because you know they want to have people talking going what was the people were saying what's the biggest surprise over the wrestling weekend and they put uh, Brock Lesnar returning, Becky Lynch returning, CM Punk returning and they were asking for votes and I think CM Punk won with a landslide, but WWE needed a response to that CM Punk thing and Becky Lynch was one of those responses. And yeah, okay, um she took the bullet. Bianca Belair took the bullet in it and she's had to lose the belt but it happens and I think she will win it back. I don't think Bianca Belair is going to be a one and done champion. She will be a multiple time women's champion. Um, She's just paying her dues and she is still a rookie so I don't think it is crapping on her too much. I do think that they will probably give her the belt again Uh, but she's just paying her dues and doing what she has to do for the company.
0: Yeah I agree with that. I think Becky Lynch was going to come back but I think that she was probably gonna come back on like raw or something after, but I think WWE saw the reaction the CM Punk got us Oh shit, we need to do something to get to get them back on our side and then they had the whole Satish situation with, you know, she could you know, she's injured or, you know, the rumors about him wanting him to get vaccinated and stuff. So like, well, what's the biggest reaction we can get? Well, we got Becky Lynch coming back, you know, in a couple of weeks. Why don't we just bring her back a couple of weeks early? I think, I don't know, but I think that they may, they might have just called the shot like a bit early. Go, right, we need a reaction to CM, Uh, you know, follow up from CM Punk, we'll get Becky Lynch. And then we had the surprise again at the end of the night with um, Barack Lester. yeah, two for one. So yeah, I I agree with that. It it is definitely a reaction to CM Punk.
1: Yeah. So... There's two matches left on here and quite surprised uh, with this one. I mean, the WWE title, we all said Bobby Lashley would would win the match. Thankfully, they didn't put it on Uh, Goldberg. Bobby Lashley (laughs) did retain, but it was longer than two, three minutes. That match went for about nine minutes, I think it was
2: about that yeah and what did you think of Goldberg yeah. selling did you see the bit where he's trying to say oh I've got a bad leg MVP hits him with yeah, a kick the there's like a th- there's like a three second delay where he's like oh my leg I've been hit What's with a stick I've, I actually thought that meant he actually was hurt like he just got hit in the stick didn't
1: sell it but then tried to step on it and actually thought he was injured properly <laughs> so I was and actually like that, oh
2: my god is he actually hurt how bad was uh, Gabe getting ragdolled as well <laughs>
1: It's it one of the best bits about the night when MVP just went when he took the mic and was like, "There was no way he knew that was Goldberg's son." He apologized <laughs> and just ran away.
2: It's so bad. Yeah. Everyone, all of, the, all of the, all of the, all of the trolls are going, "Oh yeah, there's going to be a, a tag team match now at the next pay per view where Gabe's going to be wrestling." Like, dude, he's fifteen. There's no way they're going to have him wrestling on the show. Like It's just one of those things. But the it looked brutal how he did it, but actually if you watched it, in terms of a full Nelson, it wasn't actually locked in that well. And I think he sold it really well, although he, he looked like he'd been hit by a bus afterwards. Uh, but it was that had people talking as well. Oh, did you see that? He ragged all this kid-like. Um, but when you've seen people jump the crowd from the crowd into the ring, wrestlers do generally hit back at him. Um, so... Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. But it is a case where yeah, Bobby Lashley knew who it was and he was just proving a point.
1: Yeah. So I know they're probably setting this up for, obviously, a rematch. I don't know if you guys saw this, that during the show, they did have an advert for the return to Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, but- you, and I think this is why... Mm-hmm. We were talking maybe Goldberg would maybe win it because he's always there for Crown Jewel, obviously. That's where he had that five-star classic with The Undertaker. So, Goldberg rematch at Crown Jewel?
2: I think so. I think that's why they've yeah, done this storyline. Yeah. You didn't beat me properly. You hurt my son. I want my payback. And I think there's only a couple of matches left with Goldberg now. Um, and it's a nice little holiday for him. Yeah, it works out well. What else are they going to do?
1: Yeah. Okay, and the final match of the evening was the head of the table versus the man himself, Jonathan Cena. Can we just talk about John Cena's top for a moment? Like, how big was, was that top? Yeah.
2: You can't buy yeah. it unless you buy the NFTs as well. You get a free T-shirt if you buy a certain amount of NFTs.
1: And what are NFTs? Are those, those weird crypto things?
2: Yeah, uh, crypto where they're basically...
1: Because I thought like, maybe, I don't know if you saw the top, it had every single one of his titles, all 16 of them, the design of the title, when he won it, and then at the bottom it just kind of had like a little John Cena character. I was thinking maybe that's going to be the 17th title at the bottom and that would be like the limited edition, like basically greatest of all time T-shirt because he's won it the most yeah. and it would have number 17 at the bottom. Maybe they are still going to do that, uh, but unfortunately it was not his night. <laughs> and Roman Reigns did retain his title. I mean, just with a single spear. I mean, two Superman punches and a spear. Let's say that. But
2: but it was a good storyline with the match. Like they were, um, you know, Cena was basically saying, "I don't need to wrestle you and beat you up. I know you're going to beat me up. But all it takes is a three count. All I need to do is roll you up. Like I don't need to beat you up. I just need to get a roll up and yeah. nick your belt off Thank you." you. Like it, Three and that's how it sold. Like Cena was getting beaten up, like clobbered, like you could tell, like Cena's past his prime. But yeah, all he needed was that three count to get that title, and I thought they told the storyline really, really well with it. Uh, I was really happy with the match. I think it was a great way to close off the show. I know Roman retained, but I think that was the right decision for what what's about to come.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so obviously Roman Reigns defeated Johnny Boy. And he's celebrating over the title and then the music hit and out came an onion.
2: <laughs> he did look <laughs> like
1: an onion mind, did he? <laughs> You've got Brock Lesnar coming out. Um, obviously gets in the ring and Well, kind of walks around. I'm interested to see what's going to happen on SmackDown and this storyline. And it was something that we talked about a few podcasts ago when we were talking about Brock Lesnar's return, uh, to have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns with the custody of Paul Heyman on the line. (laughs) Paul Heyman on a pole match. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, the Brock Lesnar, we didn't... Unfortunately, we didn't see an F5, but... When it went off-air, I don't know if you guys saw, he basically beat up John Cena afterwards and delivered an F5 and got a big pop. So
2: we're looking at baby face Brock. I'm fine with that. I think it's yeah, going to be really funny. good. And we've got the storyline that Paul Heyman knows all of Brock Lesnar's weaknesses, the operations he's had, the injuries he's had, where he's weak, what will affect him. And Paul Heyman will be like saying that, but secretly... You know, it's the it's the case when. Put your Paul Heyman and uh, not Paul Heyman. It's Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. It was Big Show versus Brock Lesnar uh, at Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden, and Big Show um, ended up having Paul Heyman align with him, and they did that kind of turn. So you could see like where is it going to go? Which side is he going to take? But realistically, he could side with both of them, and it could just be I'm not even going to be out there for both of you. You guys can just settle it. I think it's a, a great dynamic, and yeah, those two have had a match before, but this is a new, completely different Roman Reigns. This is a new, completely different Brock Lesnar. So uh, I think it is intriguing and it'd be nice to see with that Paul Heyman element, how it'll work out.
0: Yeah.
1: So overall, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the uh, the cash-in opportunity, Joe. Don't worry. Uh, Because somebody (laughs) said there was going to be a cash-in and there wasn't.
0: Um, To be fair, if if, if that happened as well, like with Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar and Big E cash in. I just think that would have just but put it over the top to be honest. But the fact that he didn't cash in, I'm I'm not too I'm not too disappointed. I just thought it would be cool if he did, but the way this the Goldman story now, it kind of makes sense that they didn't do that. So yeah.
1: I mean
0: I don't think this I mean you've got
1: Paul Heyman in this rivalry. Does it really need the, the title as well? Like I said, if if you were looking at a Survivor Series point of view and say Brock Lesnar came back, F5, Roman Reigns completely beat him up and then Big E did cash in and win the title, the main event of Survivor Series wouldn't be Big E versus God knows who for the title. The main event of Survivor Series would still be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns
2: with no title. Yeah, but what if Brock Lesnar can win it and then we finally get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? What
1: title v title? Or well, it's all the past what they've, they've done over the past true. few
2: what they've done over the few Survivor Series have done their brand versus brand, haven't they? So they have the champions going against each other.
1: So are you saying it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at say Crown Jewel, which is or Extreme Rules, sorry, isn't it the next one?
2: They With could do, or they could try and stretch out. There's no point stretching out to Mania because we've seen it already like twice.
1: Yeah, so you're thinking maybe Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, next Survivor Series.
2: Well, unless they can give him the belt. I mean, you could have the match on SmackDown if you want to boost the ratings.
1: Yeah. don't know. So, I mean, it's interesting. It it was definitely um, a highlight to watch it, like we said earlier, on a Saturday. It was a pretty solid pay-per-view, barring a little bit of... um... (sighs) There was bits that I didn't enjoy, like the whole Bianca thing. I can understand why they've done some of it, but... Overall,
0: I believe it was a good show. What would you give it out of 10, Drew? Six out of 10. I I mean, I enjoyed Slab. I I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, six out of 10, I would say.
2: I I would give it an eight, actually. I think that they delivered. We actually... It was almost like... It felt like a WrestleMania. You know, I could do without the Xavier Woods coming out dressed as Scott Hall with a water gun thing. Oh, yeah,
1: Jesus Christ.
2: but, But apart from that... 8 out of 10, I'd say it was a decent show, decent match. There's a couple of hiccups that I'll forget about, but it's one of those ones I would go back and watch again. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I just want to quickly talk on that, because I know we weren't really going to talk about Raw, but you just mentioned, obviously, Xavier Woods uh, pretending to be Razor Ramon and being all like, hey, yo, <laughs> and uh, with, the, with the big drip drip. But Johnny Drip Drip and The Miz are no more. The Miz turned... On John Morrison, on Raw just gone.
2: I'm fine with that. I think you need, they needed to do something to freshen it up. And they've kind of fallen out before. They'll get back together again. But for, they've been building this for weeks. And it's nice to see that they are actually building new storylines. And it's somebody that Miz can face that's different than Damien Priest that we've seen for the past three months in a row. So, yeah, it's nice to see something a bit more flesh. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah. I nice see. So that is it for our Summer Slam recap. Let's go over the scores. So Taron, with the lowest score, got five. <laughs> then it was Dan with six. And Jamie and Joe got seven apiece. If only I didn't yeah, pick Tina, we would have been all right. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Taryn makes the rules. You might have a minus five for going with that cash-in, Joe.
0: Uh, if I if, I, I, if, no if I get a forfeit, I get a forfeit. You know, I will i in my bed line. in it. If if, if I do lose five points, then oh well.
1: So I've been nice and not giving it you just because I like to see Taryn lose. So <laughs> the current scores are Taryn bottom with twenty seven points, Joe in third place with thirty one. Second place, Dan with 34. And I'm top with 41 points. I am the master of the predictions. But unfortunately, (laughs) I'm not the master of the quiz. But I could get a point today because Dan's hosting, who is the master of the quiz. And Taryn
2: will still be in last place after all of this. (laughs) So you just uh, hope you guys have been listening all the way through the pod because a few of you have already said a few of the answers. Oh, God. Because it's all about the weekend over the last week of asking questions about what's happened. So, we'll run through them in order. I'm expecting nice scores. So, your question number one, which NFL team stadium did Summer Sam hail from? Joe, I can only see the top of your hair. How do I know you're not cheating?
0: There we <laughs> oh, go. <sorry. laughs>
2: Strike first. Number two, Walter lost the UK title this weekend, but how many days did he hold the title? They said it about. I, I was going oh, to say so Joe's got the advantage
1: there.
2: They said it like fifteen <laughs> times during the match. He's he's held it for this amount of days. I'm like, oh, okay, he's definitely losing there. Um, number three, who won the NXT Breakout Tournament 2021? <laughs> Jamie's face. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm not winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> number four. What color was Byron Saxton's suit at Summerslam? Generic color will be fine. I don't need a shade <laughs> like pastel grey. We're not. We're not a Dulux color chart. here. Okay? It's forest green. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> forest green Rovers. <laughs> uh, number five. Who did Charlotte tap out to become? the new women's champion? One or two. Number six, who were the two celebrity interviewers at SummerSlam? Point for each. We mentioned both their names earlier.
1: Thank you for the other one because I did forget it too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I'd say it out loud and then it's like, what's well, your own fault if you weren't listening? <laughs> Uh, number seven, what did CM Punk treat the fans to as they, when he returned to wrestling, telling them when they walk out, they can pick up one on the way out?
1: Oh, I thought originally you could say, what did CM Punk treat them to? Just him being there.
2: Just <laughs> just,
1: just, <Punk>. just him. <laughs> I mean, that bit where he jumps <laughs> into the crowd was just phenomenal. It's just like, you
2: want me to come over, isn't it? it? just jumps into the crowd on everyone. And the, the bodyguard as well. He was just having a panic attack, like trying to pull him back. Like, you can't do stuff like that. I'm trying to do my job.
0: Did you see
1: Brock Lesnar guy there as well?
2: I did. And then he was at SummerSlam as well. He was like on the... I don't know how he gets all these tickets. He has to be front row, but he was front row at SummerSlam on the rampway as well. Um, but you're number eight. Who did Christian beat at Impact Emergence to retain his Impact title? Nice one for you on number nine. I didn't know this. What was the official tagline of SummerSlam? And your number 10, point for each one, can you name me the shortest and the longest match at SummerSlam? So
1: that's two points, yeah?
2: That's it, yeah, point for each. Cool. Okay. Joe, you have got everything? Yeah. Cool. So, number one, Joe, first. What NFL team stadium does Slam come from? Raiders. Jamie?
1: Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders, baby.
2: Woo-hoo. Yeah. Point each. <laughs> Vegas, baby, woo! Um, number two, Walter lost the UK title this weekend, but how many days did he hold the title for, Joe? 870. Jamie? I put 978. It's 870. Joe gets the point. Uh, number three, who won the NXT Breakout Tournament 2021? Joe? Carmelo Hughes. Jamie? Some guy. I need your opinion on this, Jamie. Now, his name is Carmelo Hayes, but he said I mean, Cam- Camillo Hughes. Do we give him a point for that? I mean, he's
1: going to win anyway, is he? Let's see how close it is at the end.
2: <laughs> I'll put a question mark there just in case. So it's Carmelo Hayes. He'd be Odyssey Jones. I knew it was Carmelo
0: something. Yeah.
2: You should just said. You should have just said Carmelo. I would have given you a point for that. Okay. <laughs> Number four. What color was Byron Saxton's suit at SummerSlam, Joe? I just put blue. Jamie. A faded salmon color, pink. <laughs> it was blue.
1: Don't that was my other option. I'm. am pretty Fated sure it's salmon. Cool. <laughs> yeah. it's friends, isn't it? My faded Fated. salmon sweater. You mean your pizza? <laughs> Salmon color.
2: <laughs> and um, who did Charlotte Flair tap out to become the champion, Joe? Nikki Ash, Jamie, Rhea Ripley. No, it's Nikki Ash.
1: There you go. Um,
2: can you <laughs> name me the... the other one now? Just give me that. Well, you, one. you could you, you could both <laughs> come up here and see if Joe was listening. Who are the two celebrity interviewers at SummerSlam? Point for each, Joe.
0: Uh, Saved by the bell guy Ricky Romero and the girl I can't (laughs) remember her name Ricky Romero (laughs) I'm
1: getting two points (laughs) Mario Lopez and Tiffany Haddish
2: yep two points for that you catching
0: up (laughs) Uh, Saved by the bell guy Ricky Romero
2: AJ
1: Slater himself (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: what did CM Punk treat the fans to? they bars yeah, I I'm, you both got points for that, I'm assuming. And um, who did Christian beat at Impact Emergence to retain his belt? Joe? Moose. Moose. No, Brian Myers.
1: Oh, and okay, number nine,
2: what's the official tagline of SummerSlam? Joe? Uh, get paid. Get paid.
1: <laughs> no. I, Jamie?
0: I You don't know.
1: I just put biggest party this summer.
2: No, it's your summer vacation destination. All right. And number 10, firstly, it's on Wikipedia. It said official tagline, your summer vacation destination. Um, So firstly, what was the shortest match, Joe? Uh, Eva versus Alexa. Jamie?
1: Becky versus Bianca.
2: Becky versus Bianca. (laughs) It was 26 seconds. And um, the longest match, Joe? Edge Rollins? Jamie?
1: Edge Rollins as well.
2: No, it was uh, Cena Roman, 23 minutes. So I work out that's five points each and it's a draw. (laughs) So I've got a tiebreaker for you. Can you write down the official attendance of SummerSlam? and we'll go to Jamie first if we can give you a number 50,098
0: 50,098 Joe 53,123
2: 53,123 that makes it Jamie is the closest it was 51,326 so you're only off by approximately three hundred fifty four hundred people so Jamie gets the point yes yes hey. Blame Carmelo Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't give me a point? (laughs) That's like saying Damien Archer instead of Damien Priest. Carmelo
0: Humes.
1: (laughs) So the table currently stands. Dan still leads with 14. I'm now on seven. Joe is on four. Taron is still bottom on three points and make it
2: last. Brad's oh, still ahead of you and he hasn't been on the pod for 20 podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, as we wrap up this week's episode, Joe,
0: where can we find the podcast? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Grapplecast Show, And don't forget to like and subscribe us on all the good podcast places. You can find us on Apple Podcasts these Spotify Like and share our posts guys And if you've got us any suggestions Please DM us and we'll Try and accommodate you
2: No we won't try and accommodate We'll, we'll listen to them, It doesn't mean we'll do them But we always like to hear your feedback and suggestions But we do what we want We do what we want indeed Well Thank
1: you very much for listening And maybe Tom will be here next week To probably lose a quiz yeah.
2: but well, Joe's, next, ho- Joe's writing next Isn't he yeah, so who knows? Yeah, Tammy well, might yeah. get a point, but he won't.
1: <laughs> we will see you. Our last question is just about TNA. TNA would do it, and there you go. Dan gets another point. Yes. So thank you very much, guys, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, Austin. Oh, one arm
0: drag. Rep screwed. Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the run. Such a mackathon wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am Sir Michael Cole.